Hello. Hello, Ella. Hello. Hello, it's JD from Regular Radio. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Not too bad, no, not too bad. Thank you very much for chatting to us today. Uh, you're, you're welcome. No, that's that's fine. We, we, uh, it's our pleasure, definitely. Um, we're very thankful to have you as our feature artist and our guest for July for our third podcast, which is like sort of our, I guess, equivalent of 10th birthday, something like that. Oh, nice. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Look, um, before I start asking questions, I thought I'm going to rattle off some stuff about you and see how correct I am. And okay, whether I've done ahead. my research properly, and then we'll swing some questions away and see what you've been up to. Perfect. Sounds so, good to me. I read an interview you did last year with Pile Rats, which I believe is an online magazine. I don't know if there's a hard copy version. I kind of just did a bit of Facebook stalking and discovered it. <laughs> and, uh, I love a good Facebook stalk. It's one of my faves. Well, I tell you what, it is a mission to flick back 12 months in someone's life when you do as much <laughs> as you do in your music. So that took us a while to find that. And Fair enough. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, it actually came up really quick when we did a Google search. But uh, cool. <laughs> look, in that interview, you described your music as ever-changing, stating that you love to explore and experiment. From an outsider's perspective, you've made some pretty solid progress in your musical career over the last 12 months. You've got a pretty solid work ethic when it comes to gigging with a seemingly endless roster of shows amongst everything else. You played Big Sound, I think, was that the end of last year or start of this year? Uh, end of last year, yeah. Yep. Which, I mean, Big Sound's pretty massive, probably one of Australian music industry's most important events in our calendar. You've done a, a motel tour, you've gotten some tattoos by the looks of it. Um, <laughs> it sounds like either your mother or your grandmother might not have known about that one before you got it done. <laughs> that would have been my first tattoo. <laughs> yep. Um, and you've had you've been in a heap of articles and interviews. You played Bleach Festival. You also were lucky enough to play the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games this year, which was a huge event. Um, you supported some successful artists. Not that you're not successful, but some uh, other successful artists, such as Kate Miller-Heike, Regurgitator, Phil Jamison from Grinspoon, for those of those people that don't know who Phil Jamison is outside of Australia, and plenty more of them. And not to mention, you're pretty involved in the theatre. Is there anything you haven't done this year? <laughs> anything I haven't done this year? Uh, I really want to go to Lisbon. And I haven't done that yet, so that is on the card. That's wonderful. <laughs> TBC. <laughs> I might go there and write a record. Who knows? Bit of travelling. Yeah, no, that's always good. Love me a bit of travelling. No, it's it's always interesting, like reading people's uh, profiles, especially as musicians, because a lot of the time you get those people that write in third person and make it seem like some expensive manager's written it all, and realistically, it's, it's just someone who's sat in front of the computer. But reading up about you, I mean, I was. Pretty impressed that you've got a lot of write-ups. People have a lot to say about your music and the, the effort you put into it, and also your theatre. What, what's going on with the theatre? Yeah, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, predominantly my focus is on you know on the project and on um, you know writing and recording and releasing music. But another love that I found through just singing and performance is like is yeah being involved in different kinds of performative work such as theatre. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's been really cool. I started, um, like, in 2016, I did a show. Um, I played Snow White in a Brisbane Festival production. 
um, that was a collaboration between La Boite Theatre Company and Opera Queensland. Yep. Um, so that was kind of where that sort of started. And then after that, I've been in a couple of shows since then, um, including Hotelling, which was uh, a, a bleach a bleach festival production, um, which was actually in the penthouse at Seoul on the Gold Coast, which is mm-hmm. very random and very fun. So that explains uh, one of my also, next yeah. four questions coming oh, up. Cool. Anyway, we'll, we'll get there. But look, um, what do you feel like has been your greatest musical achievement to date? Now, obviously, you've had a lot. All those things I just mentioned, you've done some pretty cool things for someone that... How, how long have you been playing, would you say, professionally when you started charging people and knowing that your time was worth their money? Right. Oh, uh I feel like it's always a gradual progression. Like yep. putting a putting a start date on on that. I mean, I've been singing since I was born, pretty much. So I have a picture when I was um, I drew when I was five of me, um, which is like you know a five year old drawing. Basically. Yep, I did actually um, see this on Facebook. It's it exciting. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was absolutely awesome. Um, yes, yeah, so I guess like. Well, that probably is a, is answers a twofold question that I would see the Commonwealth Games performance as my biggest achievement to date in that sense that yeah. I drew a picture of myself when I was five saying, yeah. when I grow up, I want to uh, be a singer and I want to sing in front of a thousand people. And we ended up performing in front of about 3,000 people, which was kind of crazy and uh yeah but it was it was awesome and they were it was just like this ocean ocean of of bodies and i couldn't even see like the people at the back but i knew that there were people there and it was like trying to perform to them but also perform to the people who had been there for ages and they were right up the front and you know then there was like friends and family and yeah it was pretty cool yeah that's fantastic yeah i know like from my own personal experience i've only done that once in my okay, whole yeah. musical career, and it was just jumping on stage playing, <coughs> excuse me, playing guitar for someone else's band, and I mm. wasn't intending to get up, and I did realise how many people were going to be there. It was like a rodeo sort of show, and oh, yeah, cool. I got told that, oh, by the way, there were 3,000 people watching. I was like, wow, that's amazing, because yeah. it was a cover <laughs> band, so it wasn't anything major, but right. still, that, that size crowd, I can only imagine how you felt being up there, especially in that that particular type of event where it's a world stage where people are watching from across the globe that had to be pretty amazing to look back on. Yeah, it was insane. So it was like, yeah, just thousands of people and being able to sing material that I had written and produced collaboratively with other friends of mine and then I'm on stage with my band and... Yeah, it was just the whole experience was just absolutely crazy to think that it was my voice and my artwork and and my artistic vision that people were there for and listening to. And and yeah, it it was really, really cool. It was a huge, hugely incredible experience. I'm very happy for you. That's awesome. I mean, it's an experience that you don't expect to have especially as a young person so that's that's fantastic and, uh, as a fellow Gold Coaster we're pretty proud to have someone like you that can get up and showcase our <laughs> city's talents because uh, yeah. there's a lot of good people on the Gold Coast but it's nice to see especially the women getting up and doing it strong as well like um, Patty Noonan and Camille Heike they just put on a wonderful performance every time we've seen them play 
yeah, well, yeah, definitely. We're, we're going to play a track of yours called Hollow Drum that you sent through. Cool. Now, I had a pretty good listen to it. I actually listened to it about three times yesterday. First time <laughs> okay, because good. I wanted to, second time because I couldn't get out of my head, and third time I just wanted to check that I hadn't taken some LSD. <laughs> it, was, it was eliciting some pretty emotional states in me. Um, I just the the feelings that I got listening to. There was so much depth. That was really awesome, really cool for Thank a track. That now, forgive me for asking. You don't have to answer, but how old are you, elephants? <laughs> twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Now, for someone that's twenty-seven, how long ago did you write Hollow Drum? Uh, two years ago, maybe. So now, I haven't written anything even remotely close to the uh, the depth of that track, so I was pretty freaking impressed, and especially the lyrical content, the way that the movement, the dynamic movement of the track, it was all fantastic. But where do you start to write a track like Hollow Drum? Where do I start? Well, I wrote it in a studio apartment in London, because um, I was over there making some music, uh at the time and uh, ended up writing this kind of as a result of recording some other stuff. Yep. Um, oh, I guess not really as a result, but just like when you're being creative, it kind of like flows, more creativity happens. And yeah, and then where did I start with this song? I had, I think I started with piano. I think maybe it was one of the first songs that I'd written with piano. I, I usually would write with guitar, um, and but I found that writing with guitar, I was kind of just like making a lot of songs that sounded the same. Maybe yep. I don't know, and they just kind of felt the same as well. Like every time I sort of pick up the guitar, it would probably be different now, writing from a different perspective. But at that point in time, it was like every time I picked up the guitar, I just felt like I was like writing the same song over and over again. And like, <laughs> so I you're a multi instrumentalist as well. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> I guess yeah, yes that's the truth. Um, but I, uh, yeah, and I just started playing on piano and then, like, got a bit of a beat going. And, yeah, and then then it became sort of this other thing. And then when I came home after um, being overseas and performing, uh, you know, Great Escape Festival, and we did uh, Canadian Music Week. It was all, like, around the same time. Wow. Um, another sort of little festival in Berlin, which was, like, a similar sort of showcase sort of vibe, yep. I guess to kind of like, uh, it was a one day sort of showcase thing. So it was kind of like Big Sound, but it was more um, like channeled into just one huge event. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I like came, came home and started working with a friend, uh, a really good friend of mine, Vinny Leduce, down in Byron. And we basically just produced the track and made it this big drum song kind of. Right. Well, that sort of touches actually on my next question. So, yeah. considering like, the, the production value of that track is fantastic. Mm. In fact, all of your tracks I've listened to, I don't know if there's any hidden away that are absolutely terrible, but I couldn't find them. <laughs> so, they all have a really good Great. production value. Does that form part of your writing process? Do you go out there expecting to change the song in production, or do you rely on the producer to sort of add their touch and go, okay, well, I want the song to be this way? I want you to make it happen, but also, you know, shine it up and give it a bit of a polish. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I think it's all it's all like a progression. Um, but for me, the way that I work as an artist is that I'm heavily involved in every single part of the process. Um, and so in terms of like, you know, there's like so many things that 
you know, I don't know how to do, and, like, it, you, you bring your own sort of strengths and weaknesses to the room kind of thing. But I, in terms of writing writing music, like, I, I'm so open to writing collaboratively in, you know, with other people and then, write, you know, in terms of production, like, um, it's, you know, usually led by the producer, but then I'll work really collaboratively in that sense as well. Uh, so it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really say that it, it turns into a different song in production phase, but sometimes it, it can, but it's kind of also because I'm sort of there the whole time and yeah. the song, you know, if it's going to change, if it's going to, like, the writing's going to progress, then it'll kind of come from that experience, but it won't be like the producer's sort of changed it in a way that no. I wouldn't have wanted. Does that kind of make sense? Or yes, I guess no, that's like, perfect. It sounds like it. you've got the right amount of input the whole way through the process. I mean, Thank you. You don't yeah, want I mean, to give someone a track and have yeah. them change it on you and go, oh, that's not really what I was paying you to do, but thank you anyway. No, no, no. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's kind of, um, I've got a quite a clear vision of where I'm at musically right now. Um, I mean, that that is kind of ever-changing with the music industry and, and, like, the music that I'm listening to and the music that I'm vibing on and loving and the music that I like to sing and, and, you know, heaps of different things like that. So I feel like being set in stone in one sort of, like, style isn't really where I'm the point of view that I come from. So it's kind of like that yep. sort of ever-changing as well. Yeah, that's cool. It's fun. All right. Now, the most difficult question that I could come up with because it confused mm. the crap out of me because, I mean, I'm... I'm only 32, so I'm not that much older than you, but <laughs> I, I was reading this thing. You know, what is a motel tour and what is hoteling? I mean, you kind of touched on hoteling okay. before. The motel tour, I was like, okay, do you do you hire a hotel room and then charge people to come there and cover the cost of the room? Because that's fantastic, and I should have come up with that idea and <laughs> make my touring a lot cheaper. But, right. yeah, what yeah. is it? And well, for those people... Yeah. Separate things. Okay. Um, sorry, what was the end part of the question? Uh, what's a motel tour? What is hoteling? And for those people who haven't read your social media posts, well, <laughs> for those people that haven't seen your social media posts or seen you live before, because it seemed that the motel tour especially was a big mm. part of, uh, was it last year you did that? Mm. Yeah. yeah, that was last year. Yeah. I... Um, so what it kind of was, like, I mean, they're, they're two completely separate things, even though they sound like they're in sort of the same world, which I guess they kind of are in the same world. Yeah, I guess my um, idea so was that the motel tour went so well that you decided to do a hotel tour this year and um, go no, up market. No, no. <laughs> no, it does sound like that, but no, that's, they're completely separate. So um, the motel tour was something that uh, I did as an independent artist. Yep. Basically hired motel rooms and... Instead of just sort of hiring the motel room for the night and, you know, having a regular old night in a motel room, which is what the motel thought we were doing, is that we actually invited a bunch of people and turned the motel room into a live music venue. So we put, like, all the beds up against the walls and we put, set up a PA and we had <laughs> synths and bass and electric guitar and keyboards and backing vocals, my vocals, and, yeah, invited everyone. There was, like, heaps of champagne and food and, and everything, like, little nibbles and things like that. Um, and, yeah, and, no, it wasn't ticketed. What it, what it was, um, so it was it was fully self-funded. Okay. And it was basically, like, just an event. Because I was releasing music that was, it was a jump, it was a progression in style um, from where I'd been previously and the, the music that I was making was really direct and to the point and 
uh, talking about a lot of things that I'm quite frustrated about and uh, and things that I'm really passionate about. And I've always made music from that standpoint, but I feel like I'm giving a voice to certain things that I may have not done in the past or, I, or I'm writing about things that are really, um, I feel are very important. And the music was like very different to anything that I've released before. A lot, um, a lot more sort of hard hitting, deeper bass, sort of like, uh, synthesizer. Like, it's pop music at the end of the day, but it's like, kind of gritty and edgy and, and sort of like edgy glam kind of pop music. And yep. that's kind of where it comes from. And so, because the music was so different to what I'd released in the past, it was, uh, I wanted to do something that could invite audiences into, firstly, like, I mean, in terms of a motel, like they're not really places that people go regularly. I mean, unless you are just traveling around, and I feel like as a musician, we have so many experiences that are kind of random and transient, and you kind of end up in these places, and you might stay the night in a random motel, and and not not everybody kind of is exposed to that the life of a touring artist. And so half of the intention, I guess, was to was to do that. Um, the other part was kind of. Uh, yeah, so it was to expose audiences to that, invite them into the world of a travelling musician, yep. and then also, um, you know, kind of just showcase, you know, in a really underground way. Um, so I didn't want to just go to a live music venue and do sort of like the traditional sort of tour. I wanted to do something that was an invite-only, or I put it out on my social media and I put it out to, okay. you know, whoever wanted to come. It was basically like, you know, that was where the RSCP list came from. So it wasn't like a, a open to the public kind of thing it had to be people who were kind of yep. like already invested in the artwork already in the fan um, club basically yeah or, or new fans like yep. definitely new fans but if they were like you know really wanted to come they kind of had to you know get they had to get the mobile number which yep. they called on the day and then they got the number of the motel room and and things like that so it was like very right. so, um so a quick yeah, question because i didn't have this one written down but i'm super excited <laughs> about asking it did you have any grumpy motel managers that clicked on oh, and went, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, hilarious story. So we got kicked out after we played the show, thankfully. So we had, like, this sick show. Like, we played Melbourne, Sydney, Byron, Brisbane, Gold Coast. Yep. Um, and we, in Sydney, actually, so we had this motel. Um, Gold Coast was hilarious. Like, there's this sick motel, like, down um, in Coolangatta, which is, like, this huge pink motel, and they were, like, amazingly supportive and, like, fully got behind it and thought it was the best thing ever. Um, when we were in Sydney, it was a bit of a different story because what we did to remind people to come on the night, instead of sending out a reminder or whatever, we, like, sent out these little drink vouchers. So it was, like, it was a printed A6 little postcard thing, and it was, like, you know, here's, you know, your champagne voucher for the night, yep. um, your champagne or beer kind of thing, like bring this along with you. And the motel that we had organised uh, to perform in on uh, in Sydney was actually upstairs from a bar. And so we had, uh, we had someone come to the show and leave a drink voucher which had the name of the venue oh, on no. the drink voucher. <laughs> And they left it, and it was, like, fully branded elephants, had a picture of me in it on the date of the show, which was the date of today. (laughs) And then it was, like, here's your drink voucher. And they saw it, and they were, like, what is this? Like, I think I don't think they tried to redeem it at the bar. I think they just brought it with them and left it at the bar. But the manager found it. And then they were, like, really weird, like, like clued on a little bit. But they didn't know what room we were in or anything because it was, like, booked, was not booked under elephants. 
Yep. Like the, the jungle in different ways. And, um, yeah, and then we went to, uh, so we did that, um, that happened, and then basically, like, the room was fully packed, and we played this, like, show, so it was just, like, a short, sharp, half an hour, smashed out all the songs, like, showed, like, showcased all the unreleased tracks to the people um, on the tour, and then, uh, basically, like, at the end of that, like, the pretty much as soon as we, like, finished the show is when they were, like, opened the door and they were like what I like opened it and literally we had like lighting there was like lighting my lightning bolts the beds are up against the walls there's like finger food there's champagne there's people drunk everywhere there's us like I've got my huge fur coat on it's like a full like we fully turned this whole motel room into like a complete venue and they were like what are you doing and the guy was so cool and he was like I hate you so much right now because I'm so mad at you but this is the kind of thing that I would go to if I didn't work here (laughs) and he's like this is so like fucking sick but I just like can't you know I need you to get out right now That's fantastic. Um, yeah, that, that is fantastic. Yeah, but they let us stay the night. They were like, if you put everything back to exactly where it was, we'll let you sleep here. Yeah. We didn't have anywhere else that we would, like planned to sleep or whatever. I mean, we would have found somewhere. But and you'd already yeah, paid for the room. To be fair. To be fair, I mean, yeah. So that kind of happened, and then. And I'm sure Everywhere there's far worse people. things that go on in motel rooms of a very nice private kid. Well, I know. Nice to be an artist. Exactly. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. All right. So another two-part question. Uh, what yeah. projects are you currently working on and what can your fans expect from you in the next 12 months? <laughs> I'll just firstly answer the second part of that other question about hoteling. Because oh, yes, hoteling. Sorry, that, that's that not my... I mean, it, it's, a, it's a show that I was... Um, Featured in basically like I was singing and, and acting in it, um, okay. which was with a with a beautiful um, cast uh, of other people, and it, it, so it wasn't my it wasn't my show, it wasn't my kind of like artistic direction, um, but it's like was amazing, and it was like I mean, we basically like did uh, like it was inside a hotel room, and I guess yeah, it was that sort of like upmarket kind of hotel experience, um, yep. but it was it was more of a theatrical kind of. Um, <laughs> Experience, yeah. So it was it was that kind of thing, like a like immersive sort of theatre in that way. But I was singing in that. So yeah, so that's what that was, and that was by Bleach um, Bleached Arts, which is another Gold Coast company. So wonderful. Yeah, well, that, that makes more sense now. Yeah. I was completely off the mark, but I was yeah, think yeah, I had a great idea. Different thing. Yeah, <laughs> but sounds sounds similar. And what people can expect. Um, so I am. Releasing some new music real soon, which is super exciting. Uh, so just like working on the final touches of that. Um, and then just like as soon as that's out, I'm doing a tour, which is exciting too. So, um, just in the middle of planning that one at the moment. Uh, so yeah, getting, getting all that kind of moving forward and, and, and moving along. So keep, keep an eye out on, those dates and everything, it'll all be up on my website, it'll be up on all socials and everything. Oh, well, that brings me to my next so, little bit. For those of our listeners that yeah. would like to hear more of your music, what social yeah. media platforms are you on and where is the best place to find you? Yeah, so, I mean, there's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, my website, which is just elephantsmusic.com. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, YouTube, like, a whole range of different places. So, yeah, it's like, 
all sort of out there and, and all the places that you'd expect is, is me. My handles are just um, at Elephant Music. They're all the same. Nice and yeah. easy. Well, we're going to play your track, yeah. Hollow Drum, very shortly. But in the meantime, thank, thank you, you very much for chatting with us. It's been an absolute welcome. pleasure. We yeah, look forward to the rest of the world clicking onto the fact that you're an incredibly talented human being who deserves infinite <laughs> recognition. <laughs> And, thank um, you. you know, you've been really kind to share your thoughts with us, which is great. So thank you very much for, yeah, taking our call and having a chat. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm Ella Fence, and you're listening to Regular Radio.